All right, listeners, thank you for tuning back into the Talking Serverless podcast. I am the other co-host of Talking Serverless, Joshua Proto, part of Serverless, the Serverless Guru team. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. We have uh, Izalarasi Chazaya, and she is the technical lead at Serverless 360. They have over a decade of experience in the IT field across many different domains. She is very passionate about Microsoft Azure offerings like Logic Apps, Azure Functions, Azure Service Bus, and Zillarasi is also certified on MSCA Web Applications and MSCD App Builder. She's an active speaker for TechMeet360 and likes to share her ideas with the community by writing technical articles focused on Azure serverless technologies. Now, Serverless360 is a portal focused on operations and support for Microsoft Azure serverless resources. Uh, serverless360 helps to lower the total cost of ownership do better DevOps and manage and monitor siloed Azure resources as composite applications. Wow, you know, that sounds really, really great. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being on with us today, uh, Azilarasi. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joshua. It's a pleasure for me too. Fantastic. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, uh, about yourself and a little bit maybe uh, how do you get working in the serverless space? It seems like you've been in the IT field for a while. Yeah, I have been with the serverless space for the past three years now, and it's a wonderful experience because as we observe the industry trends being um, uh, changing drastically in the way we build our applications, uh, so adapting to serverless technologies indeed makes our life much easier in addressing complex business uh, applications at ease. But the real challenge would pop up in um, be actually supporting these serverless applications because it tries to encapsulate a lot of complexities in building complex business applications. But how do we actually support them to ensure we deliver right to our customers? That is where there is a need for a tool that would complement the Azure portal in managing these Azure services. So that is where uh, I was brought into picture in uh, Kowai.co to build an uh, uh, application like Serverless 360 that would complement the Azure portal. And in the last three years had been great um, in interacting with industry experts, Azure experts, and customers from various domains to acquire a lot of knowledge and sharing them again in the community. And I really enjoy what I do and as a part of my work, working with the serverless technologies. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think, you know, a big thing uh, I always see is there's always a gap between wanting to engage and utilize the serverless technologies, but being able to have the right tooling to support those large endeavors really, uh, I would say, makes the either makes the project or it doesn't. So there really is this need, uh, especially as the industry is growing for these tools. And uh, more importantly than just these tools are solid individuals like yourself who are willing to engage with members of the community and just sort of the business leaders around the world in order to you know, make these transitions because these transitions themselves can be very intensive. Exactly. Absolutely. So is there a particular thing that you are working on uh, more these days? I know you are the, the technical lead at Serverless 360. So maybe what, is that, what does that mean to be a technical lead of a tool such like this? Yeah, we need to stay up to date on what is um, being provided as a service by Azure on Serverless Space. Yes, we do 
uh, connect with the Azure team itself and uh, through the community to stay up to date on the new releases in the Azure space. And uh, we ensure that any gaps found in the Azure portal to deal with these serverless services are met with the help of our tool. Say, for example, when you have a service bus queue or a topic, it is hard to get visibility on the messages of the service bus queues or topics in the Azure portal. But we fill that gap with the capabilities in our tool to provide visibility and also operational capabilities to resubmit and reprocess messages in a safe, managed user access policy. So we address such gaps in the Azure portal and make sure that any Azure user is provided with a tool set that is required to safely deal with their Azure integration solution. Fantastic. Um, from, your, from your experience, what you can see is there are a lot of different tooling options in the Azure space. Um, what are some of the, are they, are all the, if there are, are they sort of trying to do the same thing or trying to do different things? Because I imagine there's, you know, there's so many different needs that uh, people who are building serverless apps and trying to use Azure have. And I'm wondering what you see. Yeah, we completely agree. There are different tools that are attempting to solve um, a monitoring problem in Azure. But how Serverless 360 would stand out is we provide you in business context to manage your Azure serverless integration solutions, which is not being offered by any other tool in the market. And we try to address the application itself from the business context, giving you an interface wherein you can map your resources into your business context, even they are from different subscriptions or regions put them into a composite application in Serverless 360, provide need-only permission to your users and manage and monitor them from the business context. This is something unique that I find with Serverless 360. And as a part of my role, I do a continuous analysis of all other tools that are available in the market to perform similar monitoring on cloud services. Though ours is much focused on Azure only integration solutions, we try to um, observe and analyze tools that are available that provide similar operational and support capabilities to get inspired and um, uh, like identify the key capabilities in our tool that would add value to our end users. And what we have observed is there is no other tool that is providing the kind of business context that we are attempting to provide in Serverless 360. Wow. So, you know, I, I imagine, you know, that's such a really easy job, right? Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I bet we both wish it was, um, I know, um, I know on the consulting side of things to the people I talk to, um, you know, really being able to provide tooling and services, uh, related to serverless that can bridge the gap between the technical use cases, as well as mapping to the business context of the, of the organization of the, uh, company initiative are, are key. And really nowadays, I think, uh, that's a huge, that's a huge trend that is, uh, you know, being required of the tools and the consultancies within the serverless space and not to use the word trend as a way to, you know, like a fad or something that is passing, but, but only to highlight that it's really a requirement. So the fact that, you know, serverless 360 has that sort of guiding star, I think is really, really, really powerful. And, um, uh, you know, is it definitely a good place to, to be coming from? Mm 
that's indeed true joshua i completely agree with you <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, i would also uh want to ask uh, in my in my experience with uh these different serverless stacks and cloud providers uh, i'd love to get your insight on uh what sort of organizations uh or even territories seem to be be more heavily reliant on azure as a service provider and um maybe what are some things that you find Azure's particularly uh, good or poignant at uh, uh, accomplishing for their users? Yeah. So we do have uh, customers who are the largest shipping companies in the world, media industry, a very well-known brand in the media industry, um, and largest consumer of Azure integration is a customer of ours, a banking domain, insurance. So um, uh, I find that huge enterprises are more inclined towards uh, Azure and some of the most often used Azure services turn out to be logic apps because they are very convenient to start off with uh, building my business application. I can find uh, like a lot of pre-built connectors that will help me easily build my workflow that I intend to build for my business application and function apps which gives me a seamless scaling and I can ensure my custom code is being uh, written and delivered to meet my business requirement at ease with the help of a function app. Service bus um, to achieve my business queuing requirements. And event grid is getting more popular because it can connect any Azure uh, integration service like a logic app and function app, or I can have an uh, uh, publisher and a subscriber model very easily achieved with the help of event grids. So these are some of the very popular Azure services that I find my customers to be using day in and day out to achieve their business needs. And one other service that is very worth mentioning is Event Hub. So we have customers who use Event Hubs to consume telemetry information to ensure uh, uh, they are and client devices across the world are uh, sending in telemetry information and based on these they uh, take business strategic decisions fantastic i think those are all uh you know very great use cases and uh, definitely answer my question thank you thank you very much uh i've also been seeing just a lot of a lot of focus on the uh integration and aggregation of the uh, telemetry information and i think you know the larger these larger enterprises get to a point where, um, you know, they have large budgets, they have access to the best talent, but they still need to increase their increase their productivity, increase their innovation, and so it becomes well, what else do we do? And I think having an understanding of this telemetry information may be able to uh, you know provide that insight, and it's now with serverless that we're able to you know in real time in real-time demand to be able to gather it and put it into a form that is that's useful uh that's just been a fascinating thing that uh, i've been i've been seeing and didn't necessarily know that uh, you know some companies are doing that leveraging azure but it makes perfect sense yeah and the best part is like it's not very hard as it was uh, decades back to build a real powerful application uh now 
because we the, the um real powerful services from azure or any other serv- cloud service provider it becomes quite easy for me to build complex business applications at ease absolutely absolutely it's definitely a you know a word i like to use i think it sort of helps democratize the software building process if you have an understanding of of serverless and i think there's just a lot more opportunity now to uh, create software and create applications for your business or for whatever needs you have by by using it. So uh, I don't know. That's that's one thing that really excites me about serverless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to hear sort of some more about like what things particularly uh, mm-hmm. you know have driven you to serverless that you like about serverless because you know there's still people who very much are interested in container based solutions uh, mm-hmm. and are are still really uh, promoting that as sort of the go-to resource. Um, But I'd love to hear your thoughts on serverless and serverless versus containers, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, we we feel more powerful with uh, consuming serverless services, isn't it? Without considering about the background servers, I I just need to already focus on my core business. That is it. I just focus on my core business and get it achieved by writing my custom code or building my application in serverless. And the best part is I just pay for what I use. See, uh, in our application architecture itself, we had custom built uh, solutions earlier, which we replaced by function apps and we find them to be more powerful. And I no longer need to um, worry about scaling my application based on my customer's frequency. So uh, adapting to serverless is bringing down my responsibilities and I uh, get more valuable time to focus on my core business. Absolutely. That is, uh, you know, I think there's a a term that goes around, uh, you know, people who run businesses, like the goal is to be working. uh, Hmm. What is it? It's something along the lines of, you know, doing your business, not sort of doing things around your business. You know, if someone who is in shipping, they want to be doing shipping and being the best shippers that they possibly can. If you're in media, you want to be, you know, be able to be the most popular have the best messages you don't necessarily want to build a bunch of internal software tools that uh you know only you know how to work and they don't work as well as you know something that's owned by microsoft or amazon or google that isn't a good use of time uh so i can fully agree i think that's a definitely powerful value proposition that serverless has correct and I get to go sooner to the market as well with the uh, out-of-box mm-hmm. connectors available in Logic Apps. I still do not need to implement every single logic on my own. I have the pre-built connectors which are tested and kept ready for me to consume. Uh, say I was working with a uh, digital um, marketing scenario earlier wherein uh, we had to write uh, codes to connect with external APIs from scratch earlier. But now it has been made such simple uh, uh, using logic apps. Like I, on a click, I create a connector that connects to my Twitter API. And on a click, I build a connector that gives me analytics on the tweets that I get posted on a specific uh, hashtag. So this has all been have been made much simpler. And uh, this lets me go sooner to the market than before. 
Wow. Yeah. No, I come from, uh, I definitely followed the digital marketing space very, very closely. And mm. uh, I don't really see that many people even really even understanding like the possibilities that, that really exist with serverless. I know AWS sort of has their own set of uh, cloud services and frameworks specifically geared towards, uh, you know, doing a lot of automated uh, tracking and logic for uh, a marketing context. Uh, and it seems like that with the logic apps and Azure uh, seems to have these things as well. Yeah. And it uh, serves you with an excellent GUI uh, that does, it is very easy to build your workflow and get it working in a matter of few minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say, uh, interested on your thoughts on any industries that seems that you think are using serverless optimally? Uh, maybe they're early adopters or they just sort of have a knack for implementing the process? Or uh, is everyone sort of using it equally in your eyes? Mm, yeah, can can you please come again, Joshua? I lost you. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Uh, are there any industries would you say mm. that are particularly using serverless? Would you say for for their businesses? Do you think that they're sort of ahead of the curve as far as when it comes to serverless adoption? Yeah, the trend in the industry is people are moving from their on-premise into the cloud services, um, and uh, what we have observed is right now there is a hybrid solution that is being trending because as they move from on-prem to cloud services, they don't afford to uh, migrate complete of their solutions to cloud as such, but they replay certain components of their business using a function app or a logic app, integrate them with the existing on-premise solutions like Bistock server and keep them working. And that is a present trend, but all their um, intention is to complete to move completely move to cloud in the coming years. Sure, sure. And do you have an um, do you have an idea of when you think maybe companies would be really to ready to make that choice? I know make the choice to go fully cloud or fully serverless. I know something that we've seen is some of these larger enterprises and organizations they have very long decision making cycles <laughs> and. Uh, you know, they may take a few years just to decide, okay, time to go to a container solution or a hybrid solution. But if that, you know, is three, four years, uh, serverless is already going to be growing into, you know, who knows what it looks like five years in the future. So in a way, they may be a little bit behind, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on uh, how you think that that may change. Yeah, now what I have observed is uh, um, based on the domain they are in, the adoption rate also differs. Say, uh, when I look into the retail, transport, or logistic uh, industries, their adoption rate is quite high because, say, as I said, to receive telematic information is one of the critical requirements that any logistic industry would deal with day in and day out. So they have services like event hubs that makes their life much easier. So I have observed a number of customers talking to us, exploring the possibilities of migrating from uh, their custom solution into a service like event hub. And But when I look into uh, domains like healthcare, they are pretty much reluctant to get into cloud due to various reasons, which would uh, include uh, security as well. So there are a lot of parameters that involve in um, the decision-making process of uh, um, 
going ahead with the um, uh, cloud adoption, which is mixed based on the um, uh, the domain that they are dealing with and the sensitivity of information that they are dealing with. So uh, I I would say say the uh, hotel and leisure uh, units are more inclined towards uh, cloud adaptions. That is the trend mm -hmm. that I have observed when I deal with various customers across the world on various domains. Okay. Now, you had mentioned that there are some, uh, you know, there's a lot of parameters in the decision-making process when it comes mm -hmm. to, you know, deciding to adopt cloud or serverless solutions. Do you think that there's any that are most critical that you've seen, sort of the ones that you should not be ignoring? When it goes, when it comes to trying to make that decision for your organization, security, like mm. still people would like to retain their data within their premise uh, when the kind of information that they are dealing with is highly sensitive. But there are considerations um, in organizations to move into cloud in the most secure way. But being in the space for years together, uh, we can be rest assured uh, about cloud security if we have the appropriate knowledge to uh, define them right. Absolutely. Um, in what ways would you say is sort of, um, you know, best practices that you've seen or that you recommend to clients when it comes to uh, securing your, uh, your, your Azure system? Uh, I'm a bit more familiar with how you would do that in AWS, but a little mm. ignorant to, uh, to Azure. And I'd love to hear, hear that. And I think our viewers would also love, our listeners would love to hear that as well. Yeah. So Azure offers its own security center. So inside your Azure subscription, you have an option called Azure Security Center that gives you out-of-box recommendations to ensure that your Azure serverless configurations are kept safe. So if we stick on to the security center recommendations, you have uh, you can be rest assured that you are compliant with the PCI requirement or ISO standards. So uh, uh, my recommendation would be to get security center enabled and ensure that all the recommendations from Azure Security Center are all addressed. And it gives you an excellent platform wherein uh, you can fix most of the issues through quick fix recommendations that the center itself provides. Fantastic. And would you say that sort of the, the solution to the security concern is a bit more, is, is a bit simpler than maybe the, uh, than the people who are worried about it are? Like, let me try to rephrase that. I know something that, that I've seen is maybe there's a lot of, you know, there's, I see a lot of talk on making sure that you can secure your serverless functions. Uh, Yet a lot of the times, because the nature of the services are, uh, are uh, you know, paper, paper demand or paper use, uh, mm -hmm. and that sort of way, a lot of the uh, classical security measures are really being handled by the service provider and not the, uh, and not you, not the company, which is mm -hmm. one of the big benefits I think of serverless. Uh, so in that sense, um, I don't know. I sometimes see it as a way where serverless security is a paradigm that requires sometimes less involvement on with the company than traditional paradigms of security of server security uh would you agree with that or how, how would you see that 
I completely agree with you, Joshua, because like custom built solutions, when compared against reliable service providers, I always vote for reliable service providers. So it is that that I see as an best part in adopting to serverless. Like go ahead and then um, rely on the right service provider to ensure that your data security requirements are met without much of investment of time and effort from your end. Fantastic. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, very good to know that it also seems to translate that way in the Azure environment as well, as I'd imagine, since, you know, they are one of the, you know, I would say the, the powerhouses of the serverless industry. Uh, you know, they have, you know, very high security standards in that way, which is good to know. Exactly. Fantastic. And I think we've, we've talked on it a little bit, but I'm interested to know if you see any other, um, maybe not necessarily what other trends you're seeing, but what are you excited about for the serverless industry? Like if you wanted to see something happen in the future, uh, what would that, what would that be? What would that look like? What are your aspirations for the, the industry and the community and that sort of thing? Yeah. My aspirations would be like, um, as the industry starts going more power, more uh, serverless, uh, they will definitely feel uh, that they are building like uh, business applications at ease, and they would be in a position to need a tool like Serverless 360 to complement their uh, serverless usage. And that is where we see a real value of S uh, being in this industry to provide them with the necessary support to um, lower their total cost of ownership in supporting their serverless applications in production. Fantastic. And I also wanted to know a bit more about, um, you know, what do you see as the state of the serverless community? Uh, you know, I think when I look at the serverless community, I see, a you know, I see an international community. I see an international community that sees a lot of uh, opportunity and that is very excited about the possibilities that can that can really happen. Uh, I see a lot of collaboration. Um, and we all seem to get together at, at the international conferences. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of good, uh, how would I say, good enthusiasm surrounding the serverless industry as a movement. Uh, I'd be interested to hear about what sort of things you see on your perspective of the serverless community and uh, how you find the best way to engage with that community. Yeah, I was a part of uh, Ignite 2019. So I was representing Serverless 360 at Ignite 2019 at Orlando. It was an excellent platform to connect with the uh, um, end users of the tool and uh, the major consumers of Azure and also with the Azure product team itself. So uh, it was great to get the first-hand product updates from the team um at the conference and we got to in like look into a number of customer scenarios like we had around 350 quality discussions with the um the walk-ins at the conference so we try to understand their business how serverless is being rightly consumed by them to make uh, their business applications more powerful uh, we had uh, opportunities to recommend on uh, um, the services that i can uh, use to better uh, implement their application it was great and ignite is one platform uh, wherein you can connect with the uh, uh, 
uh, a huge number of uh, um, industry experts at one place. And another conference that Kowei.co um, organizes is Integrate. And for this year, uh, Integrate 2020 uh, is being planned on June 2nd to 4th at London. And it's a great conference wherein you can get first-hand updates from the Microsoft product team and you get to interact with the, the uh like uh, the participants who are from various industry domains to understand uh, what is the serverless service they are utilizing and what is their challenge in supporting them in production and how a product like serverless 360 can pitch in to solve their day in and day out challenges. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. I think uh, like conferences are so fantastic just to be able to uh, not only mm. connect with your sort of uh, company peers and, you know, potential clients or potential people that sort of need uh, their problem solved and have, have people like yourself and who come to these conferences uh, in order to help them out. But to be able to really make the connections with the product teams, I think is also uh, just a huge benefit that sometimes, uh, you know, you don't get the same relationship over like live support in the chat bot on their website. Mm -hmm. It really is different when you're talking to another human being. <laughs> yeah. And another platform that is really good is through uh, the blogs uh, platform, like uh, Serverless 360 has its own uh, dedicated uh, blogs, um, which are built on uh, rich content on Azure Serverless space. So it is out of our own experience and our learnings uh, from the community. So we give it back to the community through our blogs and in the recent trends we observe that uh, like when it uh, is they find our blog sources as an authentic source to um, scale up on serverless services in Azure which is so encouraging and we also have uh, community initiatives like Integration Monday and Middleware Friday to um, share with the community on our learnings. Yeah, that's amazing. I think, uh, you know, blogs are so powerful in that way. And to be able to, you know, attribute that, uh, you know, because someone has read your blog, they're now moving forward and using uh, these technologies. I think that's, you know, it's just very rewarding. It's definitely very rewarding for all the content I've been, uh, I've been a part of, or I've seen other people write. I think that's one of the most amazing feelings. So congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. <laughs> You're welcome. Would you say that there's a, um, like any other like aggregators of content that you see are fairly good as far as sources for um, sources for serverless information. Like I know Medium is very popular. Uh, Dev2 is a, is a newer platform and seems to be getting uh, a number of traffic and a number of people writing all different kinds of content. Uh, where else would you say, or would you recommend to people besides just company blogs or in order to just get uh, serverless knowledge? Uh, say when it um, comes to um, Azure, Microsoft itself has an excellent documentation platform wherein you get to understand uh, their <clears throat> uh, services in the right way. And uh, uh, there are few other platforms like uh, the Contentful or um, your serverless guru is one place where you get very good content. So these are worth mentioning. Uh, when we uh, 
need to refer to server authentic serverless content and we also have another offering called uh, serverless notes wherein we collect crisp uh, expert tips from uh, industry experts uh, on azure mvps and share it to the community so if you are struck somewhere you would most possibly uh, find a solution in serverless notes fantastic yeah i think that's uh all fantastic. So serverless notes, uh, is it a bit more like shorter form content or more use case based? Or um, how would you say it's different than some of the blog content that you'd have? Yeah, it is a shorter form of content. Uh, like you get quick tips from uh, experts in the serverless space. You can find in serverlessnotes.com. Okay, fantastic. I'll have to add that to my list because I have not heard that before. And I'm sure it will definitely uh, definitely come in handy for me. And for yeah. the you know anyone else I can anyone else I can find. Yeah, and your contribution to the community through your uh, serverless guru is indeed um, remarkable. Um, and thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I know it uh, makes everyone in the team happy to hear that. You know, it's like oh, I just made this happen, or hey, can you double check this line of code? It's like for sure. So we've gotten a lot of good feedback, and that uh, that makes us very happy to hear. That's uh, great. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, is there anything else that you would like to, uh, you know, say about serverless or if there is someone who is maybe considering uh, getting a sort of tooling for Azure, for their Azure services, what would you say they need to really make sure that that tooling has in order to best allow them to uh, you know, serve their business context while uh, reaching their technolo technology goals? Yeah, so uh, I would like to emphasize here on how Serverless 360 can add value to their Azure integration space. So we um, have addressed five key challenges that any Azure user would encounter as they start dealing with their serverless application in production. See, when you uh, deal with resources in Azure portal, when you have multiple customers or when you need to support multiple business applications uh, for your organization, it gets harder for you to handle all of them in a single uh, interface in an Azure portal. But we simplify that with, by providing you a clear application visibility in Serverless 360. And we offer deep integrated tooling support clearly identifying gaps in the Azure portal to deal with your Azure resources. And you can be sure that you find the appropriate tool set being identified in Serverless 360. And we provide consolidated monitoring uh, at the business context. And in a single report, you get to understand uh, the performance of your whole application. And you can monitor them on various perspectives like its consumption, its uh, uh, availability, or is there any error in your application that can be brought into the notice of the support team through a comprehensive tool set like Serverless 360? And you can achieve a granular user access policy. Very simple and straightforward user access policy can be defined with the help of a tool. Um, 
<clears throat> like serverless 360, which is quite complex in the Azure portal to provide and need only permission. And uh, you can get the uh, governance and auditing done on user actions on your resource. So we share about who does what on your resource at any point in time. And most importantly, uh, organizations will not be comfortable in providing access to the support team on the Azure portal because Azure portal is too powerful. And uh, uh, here, a tool like Serverless 360 can help you provide a secure access to your Azure resources without providing access on the Azure portal to your support team. So we define Serverless 360 as a complementary tool to the Azure portal, which can help you considerably reduce the total cost of ownership on supporting your Azure serverless applications in production. Lovely. I know, uh, you know, the next Azure project that, um, you know, starts to scale up, I definitely want to uh, look into serverless 360 and, uh, you know, just try out some of that tooling because it sounds very comprehensive and uh, also very, very, uh, you know, necessary, I would say for this, for very large, for your at scale serverless projects. Uh, so if I wanted to, and also if our viewers are interested in listeners interested in, uh, you know, learning more about serverless 360, uh, where would you suggest that they go and look it up? Yeah, we have a dedicated product website, serverless360.com, wherein you will find a lot of resources, blog content, and an exhaustive documentation on the product features. So uh, we invite you all to take up a quick trial, a free trial for two weeks on serverless360, and we offer dedicated support even during the trial duration. Fantastic. All right. Well, Listeners, you heard it, serverless360.com, and you would be able to sign up for a trial and understand their documentation. And uh, Izilarasi, if people were interested in following you and hearing about more of your articles or uh, things that you're doing for the community, is there a place that they could uh, follow you on, whether it be Twitter or an email? Yes, they can find me at a uh, Twitter handle, uh, Erdlerasi Kesav, and uh, I have... Uh, uh, the serverless360.com slash uh, blogs, wherein they can read about uh, contents uh, on the Azure serverless space uh, written from by my team and by myself. And this is the Twitter is the best place uh, to stay connected with me. You can also find me in LinkedIn. Okay, fantastic. And uh, I will go ahead and put all that information down in the in the show notes. Once mm -hmm. we uh, officially release this, so everyone can, uh, you know, have easy access to all that information. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? Yeah, it was great talking to you, Joshua, and thanks for this opportunity to reach out to um, the customers who are in, uh, looking for opportunities move into Azure, and uh, we guarantee you and um, and real powerful services that is being offered by Azure. And as you move into Azure, uh, do consider Serverless 360 as the right tool to manage and monitor your Azure serverless operations, so applications. Absolutely. I definitely think I, as well as our listeners, will. Uh, <laughs> I think we've learned a lot about Serverless 360, and there's been a really amazing case made. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Azilarasi, for 
you know, waking up so early and, uh, <laughs> you know, being on, being on this podcast as well. Uh, me and all of the other uh, listeners of the Talking Serverless podcast really appreciate it. So I just want to thank our listeners for their time. And if you have any questions uh, for Serverless 360 or Zilarasi, uh, their contact information will be in the show notes. And this is Joshua Proto of the Talking Serverless podcast, uh, thanking you all and signing off.